You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I am your humble host, Pete Rogers, joined by some of the guys. We have Mr. Independent Drinker Clark Barnes and the working girl, Jordan Smith. Guys, how are you? How was your weekend? Doing great, Pete. Three-day weekend is always uh, good to recharge the old batteries. Always something to be celebrated. Can you believe that? I live and work in the D.C. area, and I did not have a three-day weekend. What? I know, right? That is not good. Did you get? I actually, ooh, actually, this is good because you can you can confirm this. Uh, I was actually two friends of mine from college. We did a long weekend uh, up in New Hampshire, and they're from DC. They live in DC, and they just flew back today. There was supposed to be a pretty good amount of snow that you guys were going to get today. Did that actually happen or no? Uh, no, it's supposed to start like this evening and then uh-huh. carry on into tomorrow. So I already brought my you know, work computer home and everything. And I'm ready to work from home tomorrow. So. Well, that could be nice. Maybe your long, your uh, long weekend just got delayed today. I mean, you'll still have to work maybe tomorrow, but at least, you know, working from home and in the snow could be fun. Got to get some work done, but I don't have to wear pants. So that's cool. I mean, whoever wears pants to meetings these days. I sure Yeah. Do. I've worked in a couple of work from home days into my regular schedule and it's fantastic. Hey, it who's is- that very good? Boy I know. Right Oh, oh my god, he's wow. waving! Yeah. <laughs> oh. We got him trained. Oh my god, it waves! That's Hello. amazing. This is pork chop. Hi, pork chop. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I can't believe pork, pork chop. chop can wave. That was amazing. Only oh. to you guys, though. Podcast over. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. That's all we have for you guys this week. Wow, what are we doing? I forgot. <laughs> what is this podcast even about? Um, we got uh, some NFL news to get to, and then we're going to do our first look kind of at the uh, NFL offseason. We're going to I got a, a couple of big name free agents. We're going to discuss where they might end up. And then I, and then if we have some under the radar guys who could sign. Um, so we're going to tackle those things today. Um, so let's just get right into the NFL news. And the first docket is because this is going to just be the theme all offseason. I know it. And Clark loves it because he loves talking about Antonio Brown and the Steelers' dysfunction. But uh, the AB drama continues. It's now he had a convo with Art Rooney, uh, and they both kind of decided that I guess it's best to part ways. So uh, I think we can safely say that Antonio Brown is gown and will not be a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. He did an Instagram video uh, of him on an elliptical and he and he kind of shared what he was looking for for the team that he wants to get traded to so uh, I have the quote here that I'm going to read to you guys but I want to make sure that you get the full 
experience of what it was like to watch Antonio Brown's uh, elliptical video. I don't have an elliptical in the room, but I'm going to do, uh, I, I'll do uh, uh, high knees while I read this. So you get the kind of same out of breath uh, dialogue and conversation that Antonio Brown gave. So let me just get myself up and situated and give myself space to, to, to do these high knees. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Here we go. Um, if your squad wants to win, your squad wants a hungry wide receiver. Tell them, uh, tell them I ain't doing no unguarantees. Uh, I ain't even gonna play myself if no more NFL. I don't, I think I've done everything. What do y'all think? Um, what's, what's left for me to do? Win a Super Bowl? Question mark. Um, gotta be with the right team for that, right? If your team got guaranteed money, they, they want to know, they want to get to know me and work with me. Tell them to call me. All right. That's, I feel so violated. I did that like two years ago on LinkedIn when I was looking for a new analyst job. That's Antonio Brown totally ripped me off. You, you, you did it. You did a call to arms on your lip. I mean, it was on the stair stepping machine, but still, I mean, same thing. Almost verbatim exactly what I said. (laughs) Shit. Antonio Brown, this is not a good look for you. Plagiarism. That is bold face plagiarism, and we uh we might have to get fake team's lawyer on the phone here, uh, and get in contact with you, Antonio Brown, because we actually have we may have an attorney in our midst. We have like seven attorneys okay. in our midst. John Jonathan Barnett, who started the podcast, uh, he is an attorney. He's starting his own. He's been starting his own law firm. Uh, we we have so many lawyers that we can call upon. So Antonio Brown, watch out! Not only are you going to get traded from the Steelers, but uh, sounds like there's a a lawsuit coming to coming your way. Damn, I'm out of breath. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've I've always wondered what uh, what Pete would sound like doing an Antonio Brown impression <laughs> while completing a high knees exercise, and he sounds a little bit like a Western gold miner. Yeah, I, a little I, bit. I don't know why there's a Southern twang kind of randomly <laughs> appearing. I was worried that that might have to get edited out but no that was yeah, fine just, work pete yeah, yeah. I, I don't know i don't know why uh Jordan, I mean, what, other than the plagiarism it was great. other than the plagiarism that was not good antonio that was very bad jordan what percentage do you think that this that this happens like what's your percentage level of confidence that a- antonio brown will no longer be on the steelers in 2019 um I, i'm actually pretty confident i think they'll they're gonna end up moving him um even more so because they had the conversation, you know, he, he spoke to Rooney and they kind of came to a mutual understanding, which to me is more agreeable than one, you know, player that may or may not be just overly frustrated and want to get the hell out of there. Cause owners aren't going to care about that shit. But you know, with the fact that they met and they actually had, uh, you know, had taken the time to chat with each other to, mutually decide that it was in the best interest then i think that makes it just easier to make a deal you know like it, it, i just feel like it makes it easier still think they should move ben roethlisberger first 
but yeah, whatever. I, I, yeah. Clark, are you thinking this is a done deal now? I, not really. Really? I, mean, uh, I think this is uh, for haters like myself, not of Antonio Brown, but just of uh, the off-season narrative sometimes. Uh, I think this is where it gets darkest before the dawn. Uh, uh-huh. Antonio Brown just might not play next year. Yeah, you would be terrible. I don't want this to happen. You started this. You started this. You passed this notion out uh, on last week's pod, this idea that maybe we see two Steelers back-to-back sit out a year uh, in order to have leverage. I'm really just still trying to make my Le'Veon Bell as RB1 last year look <laughs> better. It so would I be the new coming era. That's why I missed it. Not it would I'm be a, a crushing blow to, uh, to fantasy sports if Antonio Brown no longer played. How if no if Antonio Brown no longer is on the Steelers or or doesn't play, where does does this thrust Juju into like a top ten fantasy receiver? Only until he wants out of Pittsburgh too. It does seem like it's just kind of a natural passing of the torch. They they do very they're very good at drafting wide receivers, but then every single one of those receivers wants to get out. Mike Wallace. Uh, yeah, the real the real question is is Juju Smith Schuster good enough to demand a trade from the Steelers. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sign of your elite wide receiver status. You've made it in the NFL. If you can feel comfortable in demanding a trade to get out of, uh, out of Pittsburgh. I mean, it is a curious dynamic with their skill position players like uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace. uh, Well, Martavis Bryant, but for other reasons, Uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell, none of these guys stick around and it's, I don't know. It's there's there a common denominator in their quarterback that I keep on disparaging. Who knows? You know. Well, I mean, at least with Emmanuel Sanders and Mike Wallace, those guys didn't go to other teams and be disruptive. Like they went right. on to have really good careers. Right. Yeah. I Emmanuel think this, Brian, I, like oh, you said, <laughs> other things that work there, but like these guys didn't go on to ruin other locker rooms. Like some right. other I think there's something in the waters in Pittsburgh. I mean, the last four, there's been one consistent thing. I can't quite, I don't know. What, what, what could it's it be? Either the water or, or something else. Something, something maybe in a leadership role. Jordan, do you have any, or, uh, like, like what, 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 what's it, what's been the consistency between all those people, Jordan? Oh, I might need some time to think about this. I know I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can come up with it, but there's there's a common thread. I know there's, there there's, is. there's like one player who I think has played with all of them who could be the uh, yeah I don't know if if any of you listeners know who the common thread through all these players might be uh, hit us up. Um, we didn't have this issue with Tommy Maddox. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Deep cut. Obviously, this will be a storyline we're going to follow uh, all, all offseason. But I have to say, when we did our offseason things we'd love to see, and I said that I'd love to see NBA chaos in the NFL, Antonio Brown is bringing that, and I am loving every second of it. I am loving him being just completely off the rails and doing all of this random shit and just like, like posting on Twitter and like announce like last week he pretty much just announced that he was going to get traded, and the Steelers were like, "What? I'm sorry, what is? We've never." did this and then he just posted about art rooney this like today and and uh uh did his little instagram workout video about like if you got guaranteed money come get me because i want a guaranteed contract i'm all for this so you do you antonio keep it up i'm, I'm ready to ride this roller coaster 
I think it's uh like fans of the NBA are just all the way in on you know just the drama and the Instagram videos and the sub tweeting and like because you have two nearly identical stories happening right now in two different leagues. Anthony exactly. Davis wants out of New Orleans. He's one of the best players in the league. Everybody's like, hey, Anthony Davis, come to my team. I want you here, even though he's leaving the arenas earlier and you know, telling Rich Paul to call other teams and get him over there. Meanwhile, Antonio Brown is actually sitting down with the owner and having cordial conversations about possibly finding a better situation for him. And Antonio Brown is a crybaby and nobody wants him. Come on. I have a hard time believing that any of those, if you are someone and you can, you can come at me, you can come at me on Twitter. If you are someone who on Twitter has disparaged Antonio Brown at all for this and be like, I don't want him on my team. I will give you $300. If when Antonio Brown signs with your team, you're like, Nope, I stand by this. I don't want Antonio Brown on my team. Everyone wants Antonio Brown on your team. How could you not? Jordan does. I, so I can't recall, and that doesn't mean this hasn't happened, but like Antonio Brown's never like gotten in trouble for something serious, right? No, it's like, all he's I been mean, a like, bit of a knucklehead, but not like illegal knucklehead. Like, no, oh, wow. no legal stuff. You know, yeah. it's just been knucklehead stuff. And like, I mean, sad that that's the bar, but you know, like other folks on the Steelers can't claim that. Yeah, maybe. Oh, oh. God, Shoot. we're back to this point again. Uh, yeah, I thought it's... that triggered. I thought that triggered this uh, this connecting uh, player, but no, nah, it didn't crap anyways uh, <laughs> all right well there's your antonio brown update uh moving on in the news darius geis remember him running back for washington who we've def all forgotten about still says he's <laughs> quote strong as an ox making his way back from injury uh, we've forgotten about him so much we'll hear about that football team again in our free agency talk. oh that's <laughs> called a tease and well prepared <laughs> Well, Clark, I was going to bump this to you anyways. You were high on him heading into the year. Do you think he could be a big-time sleeper in 2019? I, I think enough people are going to agree with me that it's been a full year. We were really excited about him before, and we saw what uh, still talented, but not immensely athletically talented, Adrian Peterson did for the awful football team in Washington last year. So I don't think he's going to sneak into the first round, but I think he's definitely going to be one of those guys that a contingent of every draft party is going to think they're getting the steal of the draft in the third round by picking Darius guys. Totally. Oh, I yeah. can't wait for that to be me. I'm going, I, he's going to be someone who I'm going to try to secretly target in most every draft that I do, because I agree with you, Clark. Washington's going to be so bad though. That's it's the true. only thing that's keeping me from being really excited. Except it. for the fact that, I mean, we've seen like the running game can be, I mean, yeah, I guess it, cause it gets played out pretty quickly if you're down by a buttload of points because you're just a garbage team but you're right though about the fact that like we saw adrian peterson was pretty successful in washington and so you and he's 300 years old and darius geis is someone who we were all very excited about coming into the league he's one year younger than me yeah 300 years old clark (laughs) stand by my age assessment here uh, finally in the news, Jordan, you'll be happy to hear this. Aaron Rodgers, the mediocre quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, wants to be coached, according to his QB coach, which I know is a weight off your shoulders, uh, Jordan, because it would be terrible. It would be worrisome if, if Aaron Rodgers didn't want to be coached. Oh, my God. Thankfully, I thought Aaron Rodgers' career was over 
Packers Twitter just made it seem like he was an insufferable human being who would not be able to listen to anybody. But that's never been the case. So everybody chill the F out. I can't believe that we got to a point where the new head coach has to actually come out and say this. God, people are dumb. <laughs> Trump's America, bro. Yeah. Uh, so there's the NFL news. Still nothing really exciting has happened. Antonio Brown is the only thing that's keeping me interested and alive right now. With the AAF and with the NBA going on, the NFL should be thankful that Antonio Brown is really dragging this out and making it a thing because, you know, otherwise people wouldn't be paying attention to this league. Hey, the Cardinals signed Charles Clay for a one-year deal today. That's huge if true. Huge. <laughs> we have we have one more news story. Are we done with the news? Yeah, yeah, we got breaking news. I want to do one more news story. The biggest news story, in my opinion. Uh, the NFL, even though they did not do anything wrong, and they're completely innocent, decided to give two players a bunch of money, even though the NFL didn't do anything wrong, and no one should just suspect that there could have been some like really embarrassing information come out about how the NFL handled a highly charged political situation. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about that for just a second. Yeah, way to bring that up, Clark. Good, what? good, yeah. What are you yeah. talking about? I give out tens of millions of dollars anytime I do something <laughs> or anytime I don't do anything wrong or incriminating. Right. If I'm in the right, I just give out money for free. That's Generally. what it is. Yeah. Obviously, what Clark's alluding to for those who, who don't know, who are like Clark normally and, and don't follow <laughs> the NFL news and rely on us to give it to you. Uh, the NFL settled with Colin Kaepernick and with Eric Reed, and I believe gave Kaepernick. What did Kaepernick? What was the final number? I thought it was like uh, twenty to four, twenty million. I'm not sure. I thought part of the deal was no one can talk about the deal. Right. I, I, yeah. I, I had. I had ah! <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, Can I draft a... pork chop first overall? <laughs> We're gonna run the dog out of the podcast studio real quick. <laughs> oh pork chop, you crazy dog. Um but back to Kaepernick. I vaguely see I vaguely remember and I'm completely speaking off of something I quickly saw on my Twitter feed, which probably is not actually true or factual at all. But basically it was like the NFL had equivalently given Colin Kaepernick the money he would have made if he had been a starting NFL quarterback for that time frame. Is that as kind of what I had thought, but I'm purely speaking off of like one tweet that I saw for a hot sec. So I could be wrong. Anyways, Gark's point being still standing. The NFL gave Kaepernick and Eric Reed a crap ton of money uh, in order to put their um, the collusion case to rest. Um, Clark, I mean, you said it perfectly, Clark. In my mind, the NFL, this almost 100% proves that the NFL was definitely blackballing Kaepernick. Uh, and uh, and now we just have to hope that as our uh, as our fellow writer Heath Caps on faketeams.com has been saying we've been doing all these uh, fantasy football 2019 wish lists for each NFL team. They're coming out all of the next couple of weeks. So make sure to tune to faketeams.com to read those. But in his Carolina Panthers wish list, one of his points was for them to sign Colin Kaepernick. They signed Eric Reed, and that worked out beautifully because guess what? Eric Reed was a very good and still is a very good football player, and they signed him to a long-term deal. 
with uh, Cam Newton coming off of shoulder surgery, it would make a lot of sense for the Panthers to dip right back in and sign someone who the NFL, the other teams are too scared to uh, to bring onto their team who can fit right into that offense. And I think that's a great move. I really want um, Aaron Sorkin to write the screenplay for this collusion case movie um, about the NFL, a la The Social Network. Who would play Kaepernick? Mm. Jesse Eisenberg? Maya Rudolph. Ooh. Maya Rudolph. <laughs> I dig it. I like it. That's great. That's if only uh, the great. late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman were alive, I'd want him to play Goodell. Oh, mm. oh Jordan. <laughs> Can we bring people back from the dead? Because now we have a really good reason. That would be pretty perfect. Not yet. <laughs> well, you can do that. We they did it with uh, for in the uh, um, Rogue One. They brought Peter Cushing back. Uh, You're right. Play, they did to play Commander, whatever his name is, the bad guy. He's been dead for years. He's been dead for a <laughs> long time, and they brought him back. So I bet you they could bring Philip Seymour Hoffman back for uh, to play Roger Goodell in the Kaepernick movie. Uh, that's just, uh, I think, an ethical issue on top of another ethical issue in the movie. Let's see if often you're going to take this role and you don't know about it. I'm super stoked that the little guy won and I am uh, completely, almost completely dropped out of media and I still had hoped to have seen more about this. Uh, but I guess people, you know, have, have gotten tired of it and have moved on to what other freaking nonsense is going on so good for you i don't know much about colin kaepernick other than like you know middle of the road quarterback who seems to be a highly principled young man and it seems like he was uh vindicated to say the least so i'm very happy to hear that this has happened actual news actual news and if you actually look at some of the great stuff that kaepernick has done since he's been out of the league you know that a a ton of this settlement money is going to be found in a good place, um, charity charity wise. So, yeah, that's good. If only, uh, if only the league celebrated players like that as opposed to other players. Um, we love the NFL. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> that's who I was thinking about. Uh, sorry, who is that? Just, uh, just thinking about something earlier. We talked about. All right. Well, there's the news. Uh, now we're going to jump into a little free agency talk, a little NFL offseason, and wonder where will they play? I've got a list of uh, five big-name free agents, guys who I think are, have pretty good names, who are hitting the free agency market. And we're going to all kind of discuss where we think they could land. Uh, we each have a team. And then maybe we'll have uh, uh, some secretive or under-the-radar guys. Uh, so we'll start the first guy who I got on the list, um, and I'm going to give my team first because I think we might all have similar destinations for him, and I want to look like the smart one. First guy on the list is Nick Foles, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think there's one clear team that is going to do everything in their power to get him, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. It, they need a quarterback. They're not in the uh, NFC East, which – rules out the Giants and the uh, Washington team who both need quarterbacks, but there's no way the Eagles are going to let uh, Nick Foles head to there because there's all kinds of weird things they could do. They could sign him to a franchise uh, franchise tag him and then trade him. I don't know. There's some ways, ways they can manipulate him. But the Jaguars seem like a perfect destination from a perfect landing spot. He's already Philly savior, and now he can bring the power of God uh, to Jacksonville. Plus, if the Jags then do win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, 
he's the legit son of God. And so he will replace Jesus and be worshiped all along uh, Florida and Jacksonville. And he's the one quarterback Jalen Ramsey didn't relentlessly shit on. So it's happening. Florida already is God's waiting room. So I think that's where he belongs. Exactly. He needs there to be to help greet uh, the next people into heaven. No disrespect to anybody that lives in Florida. Um, <laughs> no actually, disrespect to God. No respect. No disrespect <laughs> to God. Lots of disrespect to those from Florida. But God, we're we're cool. Um, Come on to the podcast. Yeah, I think the only problem with Jacksonville uh, being a proper destination for Nick Foles, Nick Foles, is that they have negative cap space. So they, right now, they literally do not have the availability to do so unless they make some pretty tough decisions. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, a lot of other teams are just in really good positions quarterback-wise, or at least they're in a position where, because I mean, how many rookie QBs went off the board in the first round last year, you know? It's like a lot of people figured out what they wanted to get last year because, I mean... Just look at the draft this year. There's two or three QBs who might go in the first round. Right. And even then, maybe not even in the top 10. So, And if you think about teams that need a quarterback, we already alluded to basically the three. It's the Jaguars, the Giants, and Washington. The Broncos, mm-hmm. the Broncos, who Nick Foles could have landed, traded for Joe Flacco, which I guess was news that we probably should have talked about because it happened after last week's podcast. But the Broncos traded for Joe Flacco, so John Elway knows what he's doing. I feel like we've covered it. I feel like that's all we needed to talk about. Uh, but so, so it's really those three teams. And I, I mean, the Eagles, I think, are going to do everything in their power to make sure Nick Foles doesn't end up in New York or uh, or in Washington. So it seems to make sense that the Jaguars will be all in uh, and and try to go get him. And because he's the perfect he seems like the perfect bridge quarterback for them. But you know what else what else is it going to be Clark do you have another team that he could possibly end up on uh no I just wanted to chime in I think the Jags are the perfect fit for Nick Foles uh because people think that the Jaguars are good and they're not much like Nick Foles so that's Ooh. just a perfect match salary cap be damned perfect perfect and if he's truly not that good he won't cost that much so perfect um, it's right and it if you do like seeing funny things on the internet, overthecap.com does a great job of letting you know where everyone is salary cap wise. And I just clicked on the Jaguars for S's and G's and their top three paid players are Blake Bortles, Andrew Norwell, nothing wrong with Norwell and AJ Boye. So good, good cap work. Well, for you, good, good for you, Jacksonville. So they got plenty of, they can cut guys and they can make space money. Yeah. Um, I thought it was honestly pretty smart of Nick Foles to try to test the market. And um, I mean, because he's going to get paid probably way more than he actually deserves. But at the same time, I'm looking through the teams with actual cap space. And if you look at the top 10, you got Colts, Jets, Browns, Bills, Texans, Raiders, Niners, Seahawks, Bengals, Cowboys. And the only team I can see there who might be or at least should be waffling on their quarterback decisions are the Cincinnati Bengals, new head coach, Andy Dalton. You kind of know what he is already, but there's just not a lot of teams with cap space who also need a quarterback. I mean, a product of that is that these teams have young rookie QBs on um, very cheap deals. 
the guy I picked, or the team I picked Nick Foles to go go to was actually the Washington Breadsticks. Um, I thought it kind of just made sense for him to go to a division rival. Uh, they need like a stopgap measure for um, Alex Smith while he's not there. The problem is they have like 17 million in cap space, so there's not a whole lot of moves that they can make either. It's I don't know. I don't see a very big market for Nick Foles. I think most teams, what they should do is wait it out and draft a QB. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how his market, because it would be, it would seem like this would be the first time in a long time that there's not a huge QB market and there's not a lot of teams looking for a QB. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, Let's move on to the second name on my free agent list. And that is the name of Earl Thomas, renowned safety for the Seattle Seahawks. Clark, uh, where would you see Earl taking his talents? Because I can promise you they are not staying in Seattle. So Earl Thomas, I think, is going to be the best player that makes it to free agency. Looking through a lot of the projections, I see a lot of great guys out there that are going to get, I think, franchise tagged or... Their teams are going to sign them. I have a question about that for you later, Pete. But all the buzz seems to be about the Cowboys and Earl Thomas. And I would just hate that. Earl Thomas is the kind of player that you want to be on your team. So I'm hoping Earl Thomas comes to the Texans uh, just completely selfishly. Who would you rather have? Because uh, I don't think you're going to be able to keep both the Honey Badger, Tyro Mayhew, or Earl Thomas. I, I think Earl Thomas. Uh, but I'd I'd be happy with both, and the Texans have plenty of money. You yeah, know, spending well, other people's money is easy, and they've got a lot. So come on. <laughs> well, there's someone on this list that's going to cost them a lot of money if they want to keep them around. But we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Uh, I like that. I mean, I I would like him for on the Texans. And you're right too. You're right that Earl Thomas, I think, is going to be one of the players. I think he's going to be one of the best players to hit free agency because I think a lot of people will get tagged. Uh, and I also think that any team would be happy to have him. Jordan, who do you think Earl Thomas will land with? Oh, man, you already know. I want Earl Thomas to come on over to the Green Bay Packers. Yes. You guys, you guys ready I'm for the a little, only unpartial person here. You guys ready for a little deep cut conspiracy? Yes. The yes. Packers announced that they were keeping around Jimmy Graham as a recruiting spokesman for the Green Bay Packers to bring Earl Thomas over because Jimmy played a little football in Seattle as well. Um I just think Earl Thomas would be a really good fit for the Packers and what Mike Pettin wants to do. There's really not a safety in the league that can do what Earl Thomas does. And that's in essence, just being an over the top safety slash center fielder that can just erase plays and cover the entire deep half of the field. Um, And I would just, it would be awesome to have him as a green Bay Packer. So wish list, wish list, throw him in there. Um, yeah, my guy, I tried to not be partial slash. I mean, <laughs> they're going to replace Devin McCourty with Earl Thomas, two time Super Bowl champion, Devin McCourty with Earl Thomas. I don't think so. Uh, so he's not going to the Patriots, but instead I figured he would join his fellow Seahawks secondary member in a rival team, go join Richard Sherman down in the Bay and play for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I think that's some spice to uh, to throw it in the face of the Seahawks. He already flipped off their entire bench when he got carted off the field after injuring himself. He has a lot of hard feelings towards the Seattle Seahawks fan base and ownership and all those guys. What better way to stick it to them than go play for the 49ers? 
I like it. Yeah. I like that too. I'm all about creating drama. It's all about drama. I feel so vindicated that I was like, this is the kind of guy that everyone wants on their team. Jordan, where do you want him to go? <laughs> Jordan's like, I want him on my team. He's 29. He made $8.5 million last year. I think there's a couple of good safeties coming onto the market in free agency. But I think at 29, teams are still going to feel comfortable giving him 15, 16 million guaranteed on like a four year deal. It's going to make him feel good. And whoever gets him is still getting a hell of a player. I mean, he did he hurt his leg? He did. Did he? Oh. Yeah. He uh, broke yeah. his ankle, I think, or something like that. Oh, it's just an ankle. Just an ankle. It's just an ankle. Just an ankle. It's not even a wrist. It's not even a wrist, you guys. Uh, all right, next next free agent on the list, we're going to the offensive side again. Uh, wide receiver Golden Tate, who kind of took a while to get things clicking in Philly, but then eventually got on the same page, but now is a free agent. Jordan, where do you think he's going to end up? Um, honestly, I thought Golden Tate on the Eagles was a really good matchup, when, or not, not matchup, but a really good match when the trade happened, and I thought he was going to be um, a pretty good piece there, and I think down the stretch we saw that he was – uh, finally starting to get it together and click there in Philadelphia. The only problem is uh, Philadelphia has some cap issues as well. Um, they are slightly above the Jaguars in terms of available cap space. So uh, sitting snugly there at 31st in the league. Um, but hey, let's let's go back to the Bay Area. What if Golden Tate was a 49er? Just give uh, Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit of a possession receiver while um, Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garçon are just bursting it up the field. Why the hell not? And what better way to stick it to your old, old, old team, Golden Tate, the Seattle Seahawks, than going to sign with the San Francisco 49ers? NFC teams only for Golden Tate. (laughs) Yeah, don't even dare touch the AFC. We're building, we're building Nick, known 49er super fan, a whole new team to root for, and he's loving it. <laughs> a team out of ex-San Francisco. We're basically turning the 49ers into the Seahawks for Nick. This is, this is all for you, Nicholas. Clark, where do you like Dor- uh, Golden Tate ending up? So another guy that everybody would love to have, just real hard nose, super good, also only 29, going into his 11th season. I hope that you appreciate this favor, Jordan, but... Wouldn't we all like to see Golden Tate in Green Bay? I think you two are just colluding. This is just this whole whole exercise has been you two just being like, I'm gonna rub your back, you rub mine. I don't like it. I would like to actually see that because I think he would be a better Randall Cobb. And um I definitely kind of want the Packers to just thanks for your years of service, Randall Cobb, but we're gonna go in another direction. The only problem with that is that if something happened to Devonte Adams, they're kind of screwed. Uh, so Golden Tate coming in and playing for the green and gold, I think that would be great. Plus, what better way to stick it to the Detroit Lions who <laughs> you used to play for? <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's all about creating the narratives. Uh, I had I had Golden Tate actually going to the AFC, dipping his toe into that side of the uh, conference, and playing for the Buffalo Bills. Because I feel like that's what the Bills offense is going to need to address this offseason is to give Josh Allen a reliable target who's going to get open and can catch the ball and maybe run some intermediate routes. You've got guys who can take the top off the defense. You've got guys who can go deep. And I think you need a, a veteran receiver who, once Josh Allen gets on the same page with him, 
you know, it just gives him a security blanket to get that ball out quick. So I think that could be a good spot for him to land. But I also do love uh, the 49ers. And and begrudgingly, I agree with you, Jordan. I think I think at this time, Golden State could be a better Randall Cobb, which would be something that could easily implement into that offense and just run with it. And to make sure that we stay on theme, the Texans are always looking for someone to replace Will Fuller <laughs> about four weeks into the year. So what? Come on over, Golden Tate. We'd love to have you in Houston. Oh, man. Wow, you guys, who knew this exercise was just going to be, let's take all the good free agents and put them on our teams. There's someone on the list. <laughs> I, don't think good. I can't I can't wait to watch Josh, Josh Allen chuck the ball five feet over uh, Golden Tate's head on a drag route. It's going to be great to see. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Uh, all right, next guy on the list. We got two more to talk about. Um, this guy who I think actually could be a, have a pretty interesting free agent market. And I, I to be honest, couldn't give myself a pat on the back for the team that I picked for him. Mark Ingram might finally be gone from New Orleans. Um, and I kind of like him ending up in Kansas City. I think that he obviously can work and is effective in a very pass-heavy offense. He's been doing it with the Saints for his whole time. The uh, Chiefs obviously now need a running back with Kareem Hunt no longer on their roster. And I think Ingram won't be the solution, but he comes in. He's going to have a, be able to be a power runner up the middle. He's going to be able to pass protect, uh, protect for pass, Pat Mahomes. He'll be able to catch the ball and make plays in the passing game. I think he could come in and be a veteran leader in that backfield. Maybe they draft someone. Damian Williams has looked pretty good for them uh, in in spell of, of Kareem Hunt, but I think uh, I think Mark Ingram could do could do a, a lot in Andy Reid's offense, given that he's already had a lot of success for his career in Sean Payton's. I like it. I just I'm not sure that the uh, the Chiefs have the mindset to spend money on a running back in free agency. Just just based on their, I mean, they've just in the Andy Reid era, they've just drafted guys and kind of picked people up off the scrap heap. I mean, how many times have has Sharkandrick West been? you know, cut and then resign to that. <laughs> you should just go play in the AAF. Just accept, just be like, I'm going to have a stable contract and uh, and a starting job. It would be a good, like, replacement level guy for Kareem Hunt, though, I think. Yeah, I think Kansas City is really interesting. My guy was uh, the Washington Breadsticks because I was like, Adrian Peterson is not going to play there. So who else do they have? Uh, rewind to the beginning of the podcast if you've forgotten. <laughs> if you've forgotten the guy who we all don't remember anyways. Yeah. I, I don't think the Chiefs will pay for him. And and here's the one guy on the list that I I don't think people want on his team, not because he's not good, but he's 29. And that's not old in real person terms, but in, in NFL running back terms, you've probably got a year or two left. And it's real hard to give someone that plays that position four and a half, five million dollars guaranteed for a couple of years when, you know, is is he really that much better than the Williams brothers? Like, it's fair. Yeah, I think I just, best case scenario is that it would it would behoove Mark Ingram to find a way to stay in New Orleans. I think having Alvin Kamara there extends his uh, running back lifespan a little bit longer. I think it's already been extended longer than it would have if Alvin Kamara hadn't showed up. Uh, the team I picked for. Uh, Mark Ingram and I've been kind of championing this team to sign a running back with their cap space anyway Uh, and it's the New York football Jets Um, I've been talking about them signing Le'Veon Bell I still think that's a possibility because they have the money Uh, they are a team that 
in the past, whether that's Matt Forte, Ladanian Tomlinson, has just been not afraid to shell out uh, Buco Bucks for the running back position. Um, but I think Mark Ingram is just kind of like a solid running back who can alleviate a little pressure off of Sam Darnold, provide a little bit of a veteran presence and get tough yards if that line isn't as uh, solid as they want it to be. I think it's almost 100% certain the Jets are signing Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, you mentioned the history the Jets have with free agents. Uh, signing Mark Ingram would be an incredibly smart move. So I think they'll <laughs> probably go a different way. So it says they're going to throw $30 million guaranteed at uh, Le'Veon Bell for the next five years. Yeah. Uh, I, I had the Raiders down as a possibility, but I don't think that Mark Ingram is old enough or bad enough at football. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought of them too as like a Marshawn Lynch replacement yeah. down the road. Yeah, who says that? I, I think the thing we're struggling with is like Mark Ingram's good, but mm-hmm. is he good enough to to really pay for it? So I, I like to stay with the Saints. Yeah, I think that's I think that's ultimately that's ultimately would be best best for him. Uh, and then finally. Clark's boy. We alluded to this. Clark talks about how much cap space the Texans have. Well, guess what, Clark? They're about to have someone from the second most expensive position in all of football, pass rusher, come up to be a free agent. That is one Jadavian Clowney. Clark, do the Texans, can the Texans even keep him? Is he even good enough to be kept? Is he even worth it? Why not just ditch him and just get someone else who's so much better? Yeah, I think the Texans are going to find a way to keep him. They have a long history of signing their amazing first round picks. And in the Texans history or the Texans cap space right now, it's very similar to what they had with JJ Watt coming up for his first contract. So they don't have a lot of people tied up long term. Uh, they have, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt for a couple more years, and Bernard McKinney at a much uh, discounted rate compared to those two. Uh, but they're going into this year, according to Over the Cap, with about $78 million in cap space. Uh, so this is the perfect opportunity to get him $30, $35 million a year for a couple of years before you have to pay Deshaun Watson. And that's something that the Texans have already shown a willingness to do with J.J. Watt. And I'm a, I'm a big uh, fan of there's only so many dudes on the planet that are that big. And Jadavian Clowney is one of those guys. You saw the pictures of Aaron Donald next to... Uh, Trent Brown, yeah, Aaron Donald looked like a mere mortal. Well, Jadavian Clowney is one of those guys that stands next to other giant human beings and makes them look small. So I, I think there's no way Jadavian Clowney is getting out of Houston. I picked a team just for shits and giggles. I totally agree with you, Clark. Don't even, don't even say it. Don't it's even. not the Jaguars, <laughs> but it's the Colts because they got Buko cast space and they need a pass rush and they just want to stick it to the Texans. I may never watch football again. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you're right. I think ultimately the tech, there's no way the Texans are going to let Jadavian Clowney even sniff free agency. They're going to slap the franchise tag on him and they'll probably get him to a long-term deal. Cause you're right. They did this with JJ Watt. Like they have a record of paying those who, who deserve to be paid. Um, and so I just there's no way that they're going to let him even touch free agency. Yeah, I actually agree. Um, I don't think that Clowney is leaving Houston. They're gonna they can't come up with a deal there. Slap that franchise tag on him so fast he doesn't even realize what's happening. But this is exactly why you draft a young QB to develop to have that cap space, not necessarily so you can go all Philadelphia Eagles or Los Angeles Rams and sign a bunch of. Uh, 
good free agents or trade for guys that are pretty expensive is so you can sign your own blue chip guys. Uh, Jadavian Clowney is a blue chip guy. And I think, I mean, given JJ Watts recent injury history too, I think you need to have uh, Jadavian Clowney be that kind of alleviating factor. But just for shits and giggles, I did come up with a team as well. Um, guess who has $79 million in cap space and another all-world defensive end on the other side of the football? Time's up. Pencils down. It's the Cleveland Browns. Imagine pairing up Jadevian Clowney with Miles Garrett, uh, giving their young Denzel Ward a little bit of extra time and pass protection. Jabril Peppers at safety. The Browns would be a terror on defense. They were already pretty good last year. That would be terrifying for. They would be terrifying. Offenses everywhere. I'm Clark. I love you. I I love the Texans. It would be fun if you're leaving any other team, but I really want that to happen. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll be okay. He's not the same caliber of, of player, uh, uh, but maybe I'll be okay if Trey Flowers leaves the Patriots because let's be honest, the Patriots rarely sign anyone, uh, and go sides with the Browns. He's not as good as Steven Clowney, but he can get after the pass rusher and he's a disruptor along that defense. Hey, how many Super Bowls does Clowney have? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, tell me that. <laughs> That to Davian Clowney. I'm just kidding, Mr. Clowney. If you're listening to the podcast, we would love to have you on. And I mean, no disrespect. You'll be our second guest along with God, who's said he's coming on next week. We will have to give God priority. Yeah, sorry. That's just a a political thing. Uh, Are there any guys, any free agents out there who you think if they go to the right team could be a sneaky, good, underrated signing? Jordan? Um, yeah, I mean, I hate to go with the uh, a Homer pick again with the Green Bay Packers, but if, you know, for whatever reason, Earl Thomas decides not to want to play for the Green Bay Packers, I don't really understand why he wouldn't. Um, I do kind of like Trey Boston in free agency. Um, as we saw last year, and this affected his market last year as well, that for whatever reason, the safety uh, spending money just wasn't there. People did not want to spend cash on those uh, on safety, so that brought their price tags down. And I think Trey Boston is like a good discount. Earl Thomas, he can't do all the same things as Earl, but I mean, he's 26 years old. Um, he's better than anything that the Packers would have. So I would spend you know four or five million a year on Trey Boston for sure. I like that. Clark, what about you? Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I think there's two guys that I'll just kind of pair together with CJ Mosley and Anthony Barr are both coming up on free agency. Um, I I understand the you don't want to sign on you don't want to sign a running back for a lot of money. And maybe I'm just not smart enough about defense, but I I really don't understand that you don't want to sign a solid middle linebacker for a good bit of money. Maybe someone can explain that to me, but both of these guys are difference makers. Middle linebacker, I think, is one of those positions where a guy can come in and make a, a real impact very soon, uh, but but they still become available. So it'll be interesting to see where those guys go. And then I'll throw one to you. Is there any chance that Trent Brown becomes a free agent this year? Because the Patriots do some really Patriotsy stuff sometimes. I think he could. I would. I. I if you were to give, if I were to give a percentage, I would say forty percent of me thinks that Trent Brown will stay a Patriot. I think there's a better than 
even chance that he hits free agency. Because if you think, if you don't forget, uh, forget that the Patriots spent one of their first round picks on Isaiah Wynn, who was mm-hmm. an kind of oversized guard, but had played tackle before. And that was basically, they were playing him as their left tackle before he tore his ACL Achilles, something in his legs. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, and they traded like a fifth round pick for Trent Brown. So it's like, they gave nothing to get, you know, nothing to get him. Uh, I think the way that the position gets paid, they're not going to want to invest that much money into him, especially when they have someone like Trey Flowers hitting free agency who does everything the very Patriot way and maybe isn't a stat sheet stuffer, but like is a constant pressure and terror on offenses. And so I could see them wanting to get a lot of money allocated to him. I would not be surprised if Trent Brown hits free agency. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's certainly a place that – and I assume you, you're thinking Texans would be a mighty fine place for him to land. The- they need I it. If, I think if Trent Brown became a free agent, he would be the highest paid not quarterback in the league. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, it's what happened with Nate Soldier when the Giants signed him to a big ass contract. I totally agree with you. Uh, I also like your CJ Mosley pick. I'm curious to see where he lands because I think he is someone who's very much worth paying, maybe even a little over to get him. And I, I he's someone I would, might be surprised if the Ravens let him get out of Baltimore. My guy for an underrated uh, underrated signing is I think the Falcons aren't going to sign Tevin Coleman. And I wrote about this in my uh, offseason wish list. I don't think they're going to sign Tevin Coleman. But I think they could get TJ Yeldon for maybe a similar price, maybe a little bit less. But I think what TJ Yeldon brings is he's a better runner. Uh, and he showed that he's actually pretty proficient in the passing game. Uh, and so I, uh, he showed that this year. And I think that that that's a position that they're going to need. That secondary running back is going to be really important to them since Devonta Freeman seems to be unable to stay healthy in recent years. Um, so I like that signing as someone who could maybe come in, see a little more playing time than you would expect from a second tier running back, uh, and get you, get you a good production. Yeah. I think if the, um, if the New York Jets were a little bit more responsible with their cap space, that TJ Yeldon is the type of running back that they should go after. Um, just kind of that guy who I think we've had several discussions on this podcast, like TJ Yeldon should probably start somewhere because when he comes in and, um, you know, pinch hitting duty, he's really good. Um, you know, if actually if the Jaguars decide to let Leonard Fournette go to a different team, then I don't see why they don't just, uh, keep tj yeldon but actually i wanted to just backtrack a second to clark um so anthony barr plays outside linebacker but he he doesn't play a position where he's getting after the quarterback all the time but he wants to get paid like an edge he's like he's gonna which, be a weird position to- yeah I, I think that's gonna be an issue with contract negotiations just generally so it's hard to tell where he's going to go who I don't think anybody wants to pay him like he's, you know, I think he's going to be a lot like Jamie Collins. Whereas like Jamie Collins was this kind of pass rusher, but mainly was kind of played the center of the field, but wanted to get paid. Like basically he was Von Miller, despite not really being at all an elite pass rusher. So I could see something similar kind of like positionalist, player of Anthony Barr and what it's going to take is it's going to take some defensive coordinator being like no 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 I know exactly how we're going to use him we're going to plug him into this specific role and we're willing to like maybe pay a little bit of a premium because he's going to play that role perfectly and I have no idea what that is but it'll be interesting to see 
which I mean, he still has a ton of value in terms of being like a pretty solid coverage linebacker. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I'm going to get on the podcast and start ranting and raving about guys who can cover running backs and tight ends, but he's a, he's a linebacker that can keep up with positions like that. So I think there's value there, even if we see, you know, pass rushing defensive ends, outside linebackers as the bread and butter of the NFL now. Well said. Well said, everyone. There you go. A little off-season talk for you guys, talking about favorite landing spots. If there's a player out there that you are super high on or any of the players we talked about where you're like, oh, my God, you guys are idiots. Clearly the right team for Earl Thomas is. Make sure to tweet it at us, at RB1 Podcast. Follow us uh, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. Give us a review, five stars because you love us, three stars because you think we're okay, and don't bother giving us zero stars if you don't like us. Just uh, subscribe anyways. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at Pete M. Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark. Follow Jordan at Jordan underscore Smith 27. We will be back at you guys next week to continue to break down NFL news and talk about whatever kind of craziness Antonio Brown has done this week. Uh, hopefully it'll be something ridiculous. Probably it'll be him doing backstroke in his pool as he uh, recites the Declaration of Independence, but changes America to, I don't know, the team he wants to sign with. Who hopefully, knows it, hopefully it's the Packers flipping pick number 30 for Antonio Brown. Yes, Let's that's go. just what's going to happen. <laughs> Clark, Clark is just staring off into the, the rest of the NFL. Right. Does not want that to happen. That, it'll never happen. Take. I know it won't. Just take Golden Tate. Just yeah. Just just <laughs> be happy with Golden Tate. Don't ask too much. Uh, until then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>